0: Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast.
1: We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If
0: you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited
1: you're traveling on this back road with us. Hello, and welcome back to a little bonus episode that we're offering you guys. It is episode 10, The One with the Rule Woman. Hello, hello. So we kind of collaborated with uh, Caitlin Dubin, and we are going to offer a mini episode back and forth with a little interview with her.
0: Yeah, let's recap our week, though. It's been one week, which is insane that we're back again. (laughs) We had a quick turnaround, offered a mini episode. So not a lot's happened. Harvest is still just trucking along.
1: Yep. We're still in harvest. We switched over to sorghum. So we're all itchy and loving Satan's dust that we're having fly around us, but we're cruising along. Harvest is going well.
0: Jordan told me once that like sorghum is really itchy or some, it was that and something else. And I'm like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, we grew it once or, you know, back in the day. And he was telling me all about it. And then when I watched your like dirty diaper videos on Instagram, I'm like, oh, it really must be that bad.
1: It's like horrible. So we like, we have a nice tractor. It's a nicer tractor, but it has like tiny little spots in the back window that leak, which like all tractors leak. I have like a whole roll of paper towels back there. So that shit can get back into my back and make Uh. me itch. It's terrible. Like, like you will like hold pain? your, you'll hold your potty all day so you don't have to pee.
0: Oh no! And because you know the dust just flies.
1: Yeah, and so like you open your door and that just comes in your cab, and then everybody starts sneezing. It's truly Satan's dust.
0: How does Layton do with that?
1: Layton's fine. Rowdy's fine, but Bodie has terrible allergies, so we just dope him up on Benadryl when we have to do it.
0: Antihistamine. All the. Yep. All the medicine. Well, let's talk, you know, life is normal with us. We're still in the heat of harvest, as we all just mentioned. It's just busy, busy. We're in soybeans, uh, getting ready to go back to corn. And we have, I will just, you know, we're recording this before I go to Columbia, but when it's released, I'll be back from Columbia. So that will be really fun to visit about on the next podcast. Lots of new things next time. So be sure to listen to episode 11. We're going to talk about some really interesting, deep topics that will kind of keep Secret until then, but for now, we are going to talk about why we started our podcast.
1: Yes. So for me, I just wanted I wanted a spot. Well, first of all, I love podcasts. I truly consider that my self-care. I used to read a lot of books, but I feel as a mom I don't really have time, but I can do all the mom things and have one earbud in and listen to a podcast. So I thoroughly enjoy having those in my ears. And so I wanted to start something kind of like a community and a spot for women to go to feel less alone, to feel some positive vibes, to just feel good. Like a feel good, feel good podcast is what I wanted. And so when I approached Kylie, she like said, yes, really didn't have to think about it. And we just jumped all in and we hope that this is a positive, happy spot for you guys to come every two weeks.
0: Yes. I agree with you, which I think I say that every single, I agree. I agree. Yes. 100%. We we're on the same page always for the most part, but we just visited earlier with um, each other about how we talk a lot about how farming is isolating. And we definitely think that is true, but we concluded that growing old is isolating and making friends as an adult is isolating. And so Farming just kind of adds to that stress. So you kind of have that, like you have your life revolves around your kids and your work and everything, and farming makes that worse. And so creating this podcast and Whitney and I taking the time out of our day to share our stories with you and you guys listening to it because listens are so important to us. We love that you listen. It is a community that we've built that we could not ever have imagined.
1: No, we're super humbled by it. And honestly, it's sort of like a, mommy getaway for me to be able to chat for 30 or 45 minutes every other Monday, which is That's really pathetic. We like each
0: other. <laughs> no, it's not pathetic at all. We, we, I enjoy it just as much as you do. So when I started listening to podcasts, it was really because of Caitlin and the Rural Woman podcast. I'd never really gotten into it. I was starting my mowing season, which is ugh, still have to mow today. Um, and I threw my headphones in while I was mowing instead of listening to music and I started her podcast and then I picked another one. I listened to Rob Sharkey and Emily, and then I listened to Jess and Jay on the moving on podcast and it kind of just started to cycle. So then when you had asked me to be on the podcast, I'm like, okay, well, let's just do it. Sure. And so Caitlin is going to be such a fun interview today with her. We hope you enjoy it. Her podcast interviews other rural women rural we love that word <laughs> rural um it's she talks to farmers ranchers homesteaders all kinds of women in agriculture
1: yeah it's super good and so this is like a part one part two type of deal so make sure that you go and listen to hers because we get interviewed on hers too so Yeah. You'll
0: get to learn about both of us. You'll have a fun full hour of listening to both the podcast. If you haven't checked her podcast out, we highly recommend it. It is definitely different perspectives of some of the stuff that we talk about every day on our podcast.
1: Yep. So we will head on over to that interview. Sounds great.
0: Hi, caitlin how are you i'm good how are you guys
1: good we're good
0: thanks for coming on the podcast today let's just jump right in tell us about you where you were raised where you're from and all the, the good things about you
2: well my name is caitlin dubin and i am a city girl turned farm wife farm her all of the farming things Uh, I am from southern Alberta, Canada. We are just about an hour and a half north of the Alberta-Montana border. Um, I grew up in a town pretty close to our farm of about 100,000 people. I knew nothing about agriculture before becoming a farm wife. I think maybe if I did know anything about agriculture before becoming a farm wife, I might have second-guessed myself a couple times. But (laughs) 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 Um, I work here on the farm full-time. I'm learning as I go. So between my husband and I, uh, we manage the family farm and I say we very loosely he is the mastermind behind the things I am just his support system behind him Uh, Justin took over the management of our farm um, after his father passed away almost eight years ago now Um, so he and his mom um, are the ones are I guess running the farm and uh, yeah I am here learning and supporting where I can and with what I with what I know. So we are a certified organic operation. This is our second year uh, of being fully certified organic. We grow uh, a multitude of different crops, but some of the ones that we grow, we winter wheat, hemp, beans. uh, We have sunflowers this year. So it's kind of a mix mash of things. And yeah, that's kind of just a basic overview.
0: Can you tell me very briefly about the process to become certified organic? Like I know nothing about it.
2: Well, it's a lot of paperwork. (laughs) So there are, um, first of all, you have to have no um, synthetic fertilizers or any um, unapproved So I know is a different process or in the States that it is in Canada. And from what I know um, it is removing all of your additives that are not approved through your certifying body um, at least three, perhaps four years before it's been a process that my husband started before I got here on the farm. So I've just been learning as we go, but um, we, are inspected every year by our certifying body um, to make sure that we are doing what we say we're doing here on the farm and not adding anything that we're not supposed to here on our crops. Um, we are very diligent of making sure that any of our inputs are approved by our certifying body which are then approved by uh, Organic Canada. So to say that I'm an expert in the organic farming field would be a very long stretch uh, but I am definitely learning as I go.
1: Well, that's great. So that that piggybacks into our next question. Do you find it difficult to be in a farming specialty like that, the certified organic, whether that be by the public or as a producer with all of the work, or how do you feel about
2: that? As a producer, it definitely is a, a, a lot of work. It's a additional work. So We're not able to use the chemicals, let's say that a conventional farmer can use on their field that would mitigate any of the weeds. So we have to do um, different methods um, to reduce the weeds in our field that are more time consuming. Um, One thing that I'll say that we have going for us is that we are on irrigated land. So at least we have the water to help things grow a little bit faster. But uh, from a public standpoint, I would say that either you love us or you hate us. And I feel like there's there's not a lot of in between. And that's what I kind of strive for in sharing our story on social media of being organic farmers is that we don't think what we're doing is better than anybody else. Um, we do what we can um, on our farms, and we know that you do what you can on your farms. So in the public standpoint, um, I think it's it comes down to the consumer and what the consumer wants. So, if a consumer wants an organic product, we can grow it for them. If the consumer doesn't care and just wants food to be safe, well, here's the story: all of your food is safe. Every farmer is doing what they can um, to provide safe and healthy, nutritious food for you. So, I think, you know, the media puts, I think the media puts us against each other sometimes. Of conventional being better than organic or vice versa but i don't know i'm here to that all food is good food and all farmers i believe are good people so
1: yeah they never really say that diversity and equality in agriculture should go hand in hand do they not they always try to get us to go against each other
2: yes not very often
1: <laughs> so This is also interesting
0: because I was that person, and I think it is based mainly on marketing, like the media marketing. Like that's really what plays us against each other. And I would say when I started into farming, I had that like initial that perception of oh, organic. Like I'm not buying that. That's not what I produced. Okay, well, whatever. That's gone out the window. I'm much more mature now, and I understand that everyone is working together, just like on the livestock side. So. I appreciate all this information because I think it is so important that we support each other, whether we be organic, non-organic, conventional, you know, antibiotic, no antibiotic. It's all good food. Yes. So you were from the city you mentioned. Did your perception of ag change from your city life to your
2: now current farm life? I think it is completely opposite of what my life used to be and I like I mentioned before I didn't have a background in agriculture I was the person who didn't know where their food came from I thought food came from Costco and I never really thought of anything past that so the perception I had of agriculture again like I don't think I don't even think I ever really thought about it so when I met my husband and found out that he was a farmer and kind of started learning this lifestyle. I really didn't understand it until I was fully on this. Like it was fun to come after my city job and go for a combine ride during harvest and then go home to my warm house in the city and get up and do it all again the next day and not have to really think about the weather or think about um, the wind that can be damaging our crops and all of that kind of stuff. So like I didn't I really didn't understand it.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I agree. I mean, I agree. I think that's how
1: we all feel, isn't it?
0: <laughs> when you go
1: from <laughs> one different lifestyle to the next. Um. What is your biggest piece of advice in your marriage or in a marriage for other farm wives?
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> well, we have been married. It'll be three years in December. And... I feel like each year I've learned kind of a bigger, more important piece as we go through our farming season. And I think this year, um, my word for our marriage this year for farming season would be grace. And I've had to learn patience and just growing up, looking at my parents' marriage versus what my marriage looks like now. Whitney, I was very much like you, like we you know, had dinner all together at the kitchen table at six o'clock every night. And, you know, we were together on weekends and, you know, my parents didn't miss a soccer game or a swim meet or anything like that. Whereas now I look at it and I look at my future or even look back and the stories that my husband has from his childhood, they're completely different than what mine were. So I think understanding patience and grace would be like, the three themes that I've had for each year of being married to my husband.
1: I agree with that 110%. (laughs) So
2: we're going to switch gears
1: on you.
0: Let's talk about your podcast because that's kind of how we all connected. We talked in our intro about how Whitney and I listened to it before we started ours. Just tell us about it. Why did you start? How is it being received? Are you still loving it? Is the newness wearing
2: off? Like give us all the things. Well, the Rural Woman Podcast is my passion project slash almost full-time job slash probably one of the greatest things that I've ever done for myself, um, which turned out to be a good thing for other people. But so it started off in, in our dusty old Fent tractor Last August, I was sitting there and uh, had all of the windows open while I was mowing because there's no air conditioning in that old junker. And uh, I was watching Instagram stories while I was mowing, which I'm not supposed to do, but we won't tell my husband that. (laughs) Um, And I just found it so fascinating of all of these different women in agriculture that I followed on Instagram, whether they be a self-proclaimed farmer or rancher or a farm wife or a farm mom. And it was so fascinating to me that we all had different stories, but somehow they were all the same and we were all in this together. And I really loved watching these and hearing these stories and for me, I, I wanted to share these stories, and I wanted to share them to a broader audience because I just thought these women were so interesting and so fascinating. So I thought about what could I do to share these stories, and I thought about like, well, what if you started a YouTube channel? But then I thought I should probably wash my hair more often if I was going to be on camera, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I thought, well, what do I enjoy? And I really enjoy podcasts. That's what I, I do to keep myself company on on the tractor. So I looked into what would it be like to start a podcast and I googled how to start a podcast and I thought to myself well that looks really hard and kind of put it to the side because I was like oh no that's a lot of work and then but I just kept thinking about it and I brought it up to my husband and his reaction was, well, that sounds like a lot of work. And it is, it is a lot of work, but um, it was on my heart that I wanted to share these stories of these incredible women in agriculture, because I don't think our stories are shared nearly enough. And I think uh, some women in agriculture are definitely forgotten about or not talked about enough. So I got to work and I started doing a lot of research and taught myself how to podcast and how to edit and all of the things. And then finally, in March of 2019, I was able to launch the Rural Woman podcast. And it has kind of been a whirlwind since I um, just announced it on social media. And I said, hey, like, have a listen if you'd like. And then it blew up. And I have been on this roller coaster ever since. Uh, I still love it just as much as I did when I started it. I have to say it is a lot of work, as you ladies fully know, how much work it is to record and produce and promote each and every episode. But it is a labor of love for me, and I couldn't imagine doing anything else now.
0: You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> we, can, we totally get what you're saying, but I think it is important for listeners to hear more than just Whitney and I being like, dang, it was hard to get that scheduled or edit or, you know, it it is really a problem or it's not really a problem because we enjoy doing it, but it is something that we have to
1: really work hard at. And so it's fun to share. And you have to keep learning. I mean, there's so many things that we still don't have figured out, but we just keep trying.
2: (laughs) And you guys are doing a bang up job of every episode you did. And you definitely kept me company in the green cart this harvest. So thank you for what you're doing we
0: feel the same you. about you. <laughs> okay. What's your biggest success as a
2: farmer? Like you, you three years in get their biggest success. Oh gosh. Well, I feel like they've gotten, like my successes have gotten bigger and bigger. Like, the first year it was a success like even just to mow the lawn because I was terrified of our lawn tractor and it used to take me like eight hours to mow everything and I've like gotten it down to like at least six hours to mow everything so I feel more comfortable with that. but I feel like the equipment has just gotten bigger of what I've been able to do so it was never my intention when I got married to even work on the farm. Um, I was going to keep my full-time job in the city and it that only lasted nine months before I had quit and decided that, nope, this was the life for me. This is what I wanted to do. So I think my biggest success on the farm is just the courage that I have now to do do the hard things and learn new jobs and um, just be open to the new experiences that I have here on the farm. Um, I'm not expected to know how to use this equipment, but you know what? It really feels good when I can get out of the swather at the end of a field and look at all of the rows laying there or be on the grain cart for 18 hours beside my husband in the combine and just feel good knowing that I am contributing to the overall success of our operation makes me feel pretty proud and pretty good with what I've with what I've done in such a short amount of time so
1: yeah, that courage brings along a great sense of pride as well. For sure. Um. Okay, now flip side, what is your biggest fear with farming?
2: Oh gosh, it's a scary occupation. Like there are a lot of things that can go wrong in a day. And so for me, not knowing a lot about the equipment that we use and just learning how to be safe on the equipment, um, that's important to me. I think my biggest fear in farming might be any farm wives or farm partners fear is being a widow at a young age because it is such a dangerous occupation. And it's so possible. It's so possible and it happens so quickly and you have to know where people are and what they're doing at all times. So and even you know the stress of farming right like that is It's a big mental health aspect for all of us uh, being here on the farm. So yeah, it's kind of an overall arching fear of (laughs) the safety, whether it's your physical safety, your mental safety or anything like that. Like it is, it's a lot to handle. Farming is really hard. It is hard.
0: (laughs) We can do hard things. Yes, we can. Okay, last question. And you can think on it for a second. What is one thing you want our listeners to know about you? Oh, gosh, that
2: is a hard question. <laughs> or, or a message. Like, what message do you want to send out? I think we talked, like, we can do hard things. Like, I think that's a good overall message to send to people. Like, if you have something on your heart and you really want to share your egg story or just reach out to other people... Uh, in agriculture, to connect with them, like just do it. Like people need to hear from you. People want to hear from you. And if you have something on your heart and you're scared about doing it, well, then that probably means that you can do it. Um, I know for me, um, starting my blogging adventure three years ago was something that was scary to me. It was, I was embarrassed almost to be sharing my story, and not because my story is embarrassing, but just because it's so vulnerable and sharing with people that I, I don't know, or people that I do know, um, the struggles that I have faced and that I continue to face either with my mental health or learning what's possible on this farm. Like it's, it's kind of scary to be vulnerable, but once you kind of push past the scariness and connect with people that live in a similar lifestyle to you or you're teaching somebody about your lifestyle it's a pretty good feeling so i think my message to your listeners would be do the hard things because it's worth it and so are you
1: that was a very good answer for going by the seat of your pants
2: yeah (laughs) i'm a very good rambler when you give me the opportunity
1: (laughs) so tell us where or tell the listeners where they can find you on social media
2: well, you can find me on social media. Uh, my handle is at Farmer, and I'm on every platform of social media you can think of. And my podcast is The Rural Woman Podcast and you can download it wherever you listen to podcasts or you can hop over to wildrosefarmer.com and listen to it there.
1: Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And Kylie, we always end with a quote. So do you have it?
0: I do. Thanks, Caitlin. We really appreciate you being on today. This is a quote out there for all you women. The success of every woman should be the inspiration to another. We should raise each other up. Make sure you're very courageous. Be strong, be extremely kind, and above all, be humble. That's it. We
1: appreciate Caitlin. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on
0: Instagram at FarmwifeGuru and at The Grateful Farmwife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app.
1: We'll see you next time, and remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.